0: I gotta pickle this melon today.
1: Hey, Zach. Hey, Liz.
0: Boom. Blockchain Squad. <laughs> Coming right out of the gate with the Blockchain Squad. Um, I have been watching Netflix recently. Um, I got a Netflix account finally, so I've been watching things that Netflix produces, uh, such as The Great British Baking Show, um, which is real fun. And also Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat with Samin Nosrat, um, which is just like, it's just like a food show. She just goes around, she like looks at it like, oh, we're in Japan now. Let's look at how they treat salt. And you're like, that's hella. That's so cool. You're so excited about food in every way. I love it.
1: Nice.
0: But it's got me thinking. Um, we're looking at... We we just watched the salt episode where they go to Japan and look at all the things that they do in Japan to get salt into different dishes. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of those is soy sauce. It's like a very traditional way to get salt into a food. Sure. And they go to this artisanal soy sauce guy... And he, like, shows them all the procedure of making soy sauce. Did you know that soy sauce is fermented?
1: I did not know that.
0: Soy sauce is fermented. Um, and it's just, like, with the microbes in the air. It's not even that they, like, go find some particular kind of microbe. It's just the ones that are
1: floating around. (laughs) If you don't have your own microbes, store-bought is fine. (laughs) If
0: you don't have your own microbes, you have a lot more problems than buying some from the store. <laughs> um, But they do this in these, like, giant 100-gallon barrels. Hmm. These enormous wooden barrels that, like, do something extra, seep some extra oaky flavor into the soy or mm-hmm. or whatever um and there's one producer in the entire world who still makes these barrels oh no and this guy is telling the story and he's like so we submitted an order like you know five ten years ago and it was the first order that they had had since world war ii oh my god! for these barrels <laughs> And so if the barrels are gone, we just can't make this soy sauce. And so if they stop producing the barrels, this, like, artisanal method of making soy sauce will just be gone. And you'll just have the, like, mass-produced them in And I'm I'm very sentimental about that. Not because I've ever tasted soy sauce that was not mass-produced, but just because, like, aw.
1: Yeah, no, I, I understand that.
0: And that's, like, a very centralized system in a way that Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be right there's no one barrel authority Mm -hmm. it's just that like the knowledge of how to make that kind of barrel is not something you can find on wikipedia
1: hmm is that intentional by the barrel maker is that like a trade secret or is it just no one asked (laughs) do you think if i emailed them that they'd they'd tell me anything's possible you could be the barrel king
0: I could be the barrel boy
1: I could be the barrel boy
0: (laughs) I don't know I guess I could ask them I want to switch topics then we're going to change gears (laughs) for a moment to add um, something to the stack to polish eggs Okay which are which are like the eggs that you know and love except they come from Poland.
1: <laughs> okay, is it just chicken eggs but from just Poland? Just chicken
0: eggs but you're in Poland and so the nearest place to get a chicken egg is a chicken that's in Poland. Okay, um, sure. The the video that I'm thinking of is a tangent from a 1 hour long artisanal sourdough process video it's high quality you should go watch it it's one hour of this guy going through like here's how we make this sourdough like here's where we get this flour from and um we spent 10 years figuring out exactly what mixture of fine ground flour and coarse ground flour and we put it all together right and like now we have this perfect mixture that we can just get every time from a local flour mill and hmm. that's the kind of flour that we use to make our sourdough um and then like here's our dough mixing machine and to get a brand new dough mixing machine from Siemens or whatever you would have to pay some insane amount of money like Tens of thousands of dollars. Sure. Um, But we went to the dump and found this dough mixing machine. And I got my buddy to hammer out all the dents in the the dough bowl. And we replaced the motor and have, like, redone the wiring because the control panel was what was really broken. Um, And so now, like, some of the buttons do different things than what they're labeled to do because we got to choose what it does, but it ended up being like a $1,000 job. And so here we just have this, like this thing that's working now for us. And it's, it's just so interesting. But anyway, he tangents in a separate video about, um, eggs and the places that they get their eggs from for this, this sourdough bakery. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like farm factory farmed eggs, uh, because, there's nowhere else that they can get their eggs from because there aren't significant local egg producers in Denver, Colorado or wherever they're based out of. Right. And he's saying that my parents live in Poland and they can go to the store and they can get eggs or they can go to like the, the open air market down the street and get eggs that their neighbors have produced because everybody's just got a couple hens in their backyard and so like it kind of (laughs) rotates whose hens are producing eggs and if you got extra eggs you'd go to the market and you sell them and so like that is a much more decentralized way of having eggs available
1: right yes so what we need is everyone to just kind of have a couple of barrels in their backyard that they occasionally go to the market and sell. Right. They need to have chickens in their backyard that know how to
0: make barrels. <laughs> and Even as better. their chickens make the barrels, right, you can either then make the decision, do I need this barrel that the chicken just made or do I, should I go to the market and sell this barrel? It's called automation. Uh-huh. It's it's this the wave of the future.
1: Chicken based automation.
0: That'd be a fun Minecraft mod. <laughs> <laughs> they get all get little different hats. You That'd got like fun. the lumberjack chicken. It's Yeah. I'd like that. There's a Foreman chicken who just stands around and if any of the chickens aren't working, he goes and yells at them.
1: That <laughs> Zach.
0: But then the eggs that they lay aren't free range. So these two ideas feel connected in my brain, even though they're like opposite ends of this thing, which is like, how do we as a society produce things and like move forward without forgetting about how we did it before? For example, with the hundred year old barrels or with like, Hey, we, we did all this work and now we have thousands of chickens crammed into one building and we have so many eggs that we can sell each egg for like 10 cents per egg. Um, and that's like good in some ways in that like people need eggs, but bad in the ways of like, it doesn't seem like you're doing a lot of work to get the eggs to the people who need them. It doesn't seem like, uh, the chickens are very happy. Um, The eggs just don't taste as good.
1: See, but Zach, what you are forgetting is that the GDP is going up. And that's actually the only thing that matters Ah, in an economy. It doesn't matter if the chickens are happy as long as the GDP is going up. It doesn't matter if people are starving as long as the GDP goes up. GDP machine go (laughs) burr. (laughs)
0: so how do we how do we solve this right given that we need to optimize for gdp right that's that's the only thing that we're allowed to optimize
1: for i mean i don't want to get like we just had a whole thing in the pre-show about this (laughs) and i'm really in rant mode because i'm pissed but um but under the current structures yes that is The only thing that we're allowed to want to go up, want to be better, Mm -hmm. want to produce more for less. Can we do that with blockchain, though? Can we do that with blockchain? Okay. So the issue is, we have some competing goals. Okay. For example... It would cost less to transport produce within whatever time period we want. It doesn't matter how fast it get, it gets there. Okay. But it does matter because the food will go bad if it's not fast and quickly enough moved from the place it's produced, the farm, to the person who's eating it hmm So, first, we have to... Sorry to say it, but we need to remove all the microorganisms... Okay. ...from Earth. That way... <laughs> that, th- that way, food won't go bad. Okay. And we can just slowly transport the food to wherever it needs to go. Why are you thinking that
0: slow transportation of food is something we need? Because
1: that way... You can't... Because there's no like fuel-efficient way to get a banana from where bananas are grown to wisconsin in the amount of time it takes a banana to go bad
0: that's my thinking i i think you chose a bad example because you can freeze banana aging in time
1: right but then you have to you have to it's more energy. There's a lot of energy that goes into the banana freezing.
0: No, like not like make it cold. You like, you say like, I love bananas best at, at, at this age, right? All my good memories Mm -hmm. with this banana are when this banana's 13. (laughs) Let me think about that for a second. Let me maybe rephrase it (laughs) without making the banana colder you can tell the banana that it's done growing up and it will say, okay. okay. Kind of like how you can tell an ant that it's dead and it'll be like, I guess I'm dead now. Um,
1: <sighs> okay.
0: You can tell a banana so, that it's done growing up and it'll be like, all right, time to stop trying. But like, okay, you can't so my, do that my with thought, carrots.
1: My, my thought was, what if we had like an actual chain of blocks Ah, that just like went everywhere it just like moved slowly past every single home and not home super chain and like producers of food put the food in the blocks and Uh consumers of food take the food out of the blocks
0: wait so there are less blocks and more
1: cubes yeah cube chain cube chain And if you have extra eggs, you can put them in an empty cube.
0: Okay. And if somebody else needs eggs, they can take the eggs from the cube.
1: Right. And uh, because these boxes uh, have a special process where they can uh, stop time from flowing within them. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, using miniature black holes. Okay. Or the opposite of black holes? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> One or the other. Black hole, but you put an uh, inversion circuit in front of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because time stops within the blocks, the food never goes bad. So, you can just keep circulating it throughout the entire country entire world perhaps okay and um and there's like enough variety that you don't get like millions of blocks of eggs and Mm -hmm. no flour so hyperloop for groceries i i
0: uh, Hyper hyperloop uh, for groceries. It's m- magnets that go fast. Yeah, through the ground with through your the food? ground with the food. Is there any ferrous food that that would cause problems with? I don't think so. Let's just say no. Probably like red meat.
1: Um, not really though.
0: Well, it's more scarce
1: than anything else. Yeah, but, like, it's not... Like, there's more... I imagine there's more iron in, like, a human body than in a steak. And human bodies are fine in a Hyperloop, apparently. Okay. No one ever has to leave their home because Mm -hmm. there's a Hyperloop for food.
0: Right. One, One issue that might arise... With the Hyperloop for food and um, the mini black holes is that my soy sauce needs time to ferment.
1: Right. And in that case, you would actually use the opposite of the
0: whatever. You would invert the inverter circuit? Exactly. (laughs) So you speed up time. And so then you don't have to worry about the wooden wooden barrels as much. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you've got your, your super cube, your time cube.
1: Time cube.
0: Um, and, like, as soon as the soy sauce enters the time cube, it, like, becomes fully featured soy sauce. Mm-hmm. And then the time cube has chickens in the bottom of it that can, like, process <laughs> the actual soy sauce. <laughs> it's perfect. Um Liz, how much do you know about early early days Roderick on the line?
1: Very little.
0: One time, I was very cold and in Chicago um, in a Dunkin' Donuts, and Roderick, or I suppose Merlin, said, so use code SUPERTRAIN to get 50% off your next order at uh, uh, from the time Cube." And I said, what's SUPERTRAIN? And so I Googled it, and SUPERTRAIN... Is a train that goes around, and it's got all the stuff that you would need, and it goes to every place and not place in the world, Mm -hmm. and it drops off and picks stuff up, and that's the super train. super train. And everybody just is on the super train, or you get off the super train, and that's... So I think the nature of podcasts is that every once in a while, (laughs) podcasts must reinvent the super train.
1: (laughs) So according to a cursory Google, Department of Transportation... Let's, uh is has a roughly $84 billion budget. Okay. What if for a couple years we did no infrastructure and just put all that money into SuperTrain? Okay. Can we get SuperTrain done for $84 billion? Or let's just round up, say, $100 billion because this is a uh, Super important project. Mm -hmm. How many years before we get Supertrain?
0: See, and this is where the American political system really comes into play, is that if this was like first 100 days kind of thing, you might be able to get it done in four years. But if you you spend all your money on Supertrain, probably there's going to be a lot of people who are sad that their favorite road is in disrepair. Um, because the super train hasn't come to them yet. Right. And so you've only got four years until the next election to get super train totally finished or you're not going to get reelected. Or I suppose you figure out the electoral college states that you need to get 50% of the electoral (laughs) college and provide (laughs) them with the super train. Oh God. Like what's the smallest contiguous line of states you could get to have 50% of the or like 51% of the electoral college votes
1: could you okay socialist revolution happens government is exactly how we want it to be Mm -hmm. can we get super train done then? Do we need to get Super Train done then? <laughs> no.
0: Because then we've, we've got local food production. And right. you just don't get bananas if the bananas can't get to you in time. But bananas are the exception. You don't get carrots if carrots don't get to you in time. Maybe mangoes? You could live without mangoes. The Background of Super Train, parentheses, Roderick on the Line, episode 25. The problem with starvation is not that the food doesn't exist, but it is a distribution problem and an economic problem to get the food on a boat and take it somewhere.
1: I mean, it's it's correct. It's just... I also kind of disagree with that sentiment. Okay. Not that... We learned in agriculture class, because we went to a Wisconsin public school. Uh-huh. That it's not all Wisconsin public schools that have ag classes. We went to a rural, rural pu- Wisconsin pu- public school. Right. So we learned that there is enough food to feed everyone, but it's too expensive to transport it all over the place. It's something they told us in public school. Okay. Which is not true it can't be true because well let's take a a more extreme example i'm trying to think of something with like like razor edge profit margins so i'm thinking usb cables okay so there's a company that makes usb cables likely they don't even sell the usb cables they just give them to Amazon, or mm-hmm. whatever. But there's one factory that makes USB-C cables. This this company makes USB-C cables, and they have a factory. Okay. And it's in. Who cares? China, probably. Right. Well, let's say. It's, let's even make it easier. Let's make it. Know, let's make it in like the corner of the country. Let's make it like super, super southern California. Okay, <laughs> you know, and we can get those USB those USB cables to an Amazon distribution center all over the country, and then to someone's home. And right. everyone involved in that process can make a profit. Amazon's making the profit. the The cable company is making a profit. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it correct yeah the only difference it seems like is that with food you can't have like it's maybe it's because that that was why my thought was that maybe it just needs to get there fast before the food spoils like usb c cables won't spoil not in any human timescale yeah yeah so is it a time issue or is it a like where in the process is a USB cable different than a mango? <laughs> <laughs> when it's turning into the driveway. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's all just it's all just carbon atoms and then <laughs> when and then it's a f they fabricate the carbon atoms into uh, a thing you want in the amazon delivery truck
0: hmm they 3d print the food for you at the grocery store in, in what way is a mango not a usb cable
1: <laughs> it sounds like a dumb question but i think no, you right. understand what yeah. i'm saying
0: yeah why can't you treat a mango exactly like you treat a
1: usb cable and frankly i don't know enough about the logistics of it to give like give an answer uh uh-huh. but like it seems like it's either got to be a time thing or it's got to be a uh like a consumers are unwilling to pay more money for mangoes problem
0: i think a mango is like a usb cable in that you can get by ...without either of them. Okay. And I think if you start looking at the larger category of food... ...versus the larger category of computer cables... ...one of those is a little more optional. Okay. So part of the reason that Amazon... ...can make a profit sending you a USB cable is that you have enough disposable income to purchase a USB cable for the price that it would take for Amazon to make a profit off of the USB cable shipment. Okay. And there are people who deserve food who don't have the income to pay the price to ship the food to them. Right. Maybe. I think also, though, that particular line of discussion of like we have so much food it's just that like we can't get it to people um it really plays into the like there's so many starving children in africa narrative Mm -hmm. um of like well we can't help poor people who can't eat because they're so far away it's unhelpable
1: that's not true though it, I, 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 I wish I had some evidence to offer, but like that, just, that just feels like bullshit. Well, I mean, there are people with not enough food
0: in Here, this country.
1: Yeah, like there are people with not enough food in the same city as you and me, right? But and you can get food to me right so you can get food to them
0: right and and jimmy johns throws out whatever percentage
1: of loaves of bread every day right like you want to talk about like the most efficient way to allocate resources like we're not doing a good job we throw out a lot of food
0: well because otherwise you wouldn't be able to get the price that you're asking for to ship the food to where it belongs so it makes more sense to just dump all the milk down the drain. Doesn't. Which is why we need black hole storage is cuz then we can save the milk for Save long the milk enough.
1: until someone can buy it. Right. I'd retract black hole storage. I don't <laughs> want that to exist. I would rather have socialized food than <laughs>
0: What if you put A patent on black hole storage, right? You put like a GPL license or something. Mm -hmm. GPL is a bad example, but right? Like the, the Stallman license on black hole storage. Mm -hmm. And you say, if you even think about black hole storage while you're making your thing, you cannot use it for private profit. Yes. Exactly. And so black hole storage works for getting mangoes to people in wisconsin who who want mangoes but it does not work for saving milk until such a time that it can be sold for more
1: money every once in a while you see an article that's like this community saved up enough money to help this kid buy lunch for the whole year Uh uh-huh And like this isn't a new thought but like that that shouldn't that shouldn't be how it works
0: yeah there's a lot of them too this is just like from bike twitter mm-hmm. that i'm aware of that are like this woman used to have to have to spend 3 hours to go 2 miles on a on eight different bus lines to get to her job teaching at a school but then her students got her a car <laughs> and you're like well i i guess <laughs>
1: I'm really glad that
0: personal individual problem.
1: Yeah. I'm really glad that communities like that can exist, that like people are willing to help each other through bad structures, but like they are bad structures and they need to go. Mm -hmm. And spoiler alert for future blockchain squad. Blockchain's not the answer (laughs) (laughs)
0: when when guillotine time comes i don't know how many computer science graduates are gonna be
1: on which end you know no i'm with you i fully expect to get guillotined and i'm totally (laughs) cool with that go for it guys If, if the
0: guillotining is like if it ends on a on a good note
1: Big finished. <laughs> fireworks, you know, like some fireworks, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Uh, no. <laughs> like we uh, we publicly executed a particularly evil person?
0: If if I'm willing to fight for the revolution, that implies i'm willing to die for the revolution right right and so if i'm the one who ends up getting guillotined that's just a different form of dying for the revolution There's, there's there's a fallacy somewhere in there
1: yeah but um it makes sense on a like cursory glance i'd rather not right but like you know do what you gotta do (laughs) i think we just need robots that ride bikes which of the problems does that solve transportation robots that ride cargo bikes
0: what about robot bikes that people ride
1: Sure, sure, whatever. It's... Either way, you know? Just, like... (laughs) I just, I'm... You see the DARPA robots, and they're, like, riding bikes. And you can push them over with a stick, and they won't fall down. And the dogs open doors. But, like... We're using that to... We're using that tech to kill brown people in the Middle East. Instead... Instead of helping people. Right.
0: But when 9-11-2 happens, they'll be ready to do search and rescue missions. Will they? That's how they were advertised. Mm,
1: I just... I want the cool robots I see in the cool YouTube videos doing cool things that that help people and not doing cool things by killing people.
0: There's a, it's either a drill tweet or like a tweet by somebody who is adjacent to drill. That's like in 2030, when the Boston dynamics <laughs> spot two rips my head off, it will then do a somersault to celebrate.
1: <laughs> I, I, this is why I say we have the technology to automate basically everything, 80% of mm-hmm. things, and like the other 20% we can do from home. Like that, that can be remote work.
0: Mm hmm. You're really and thinking the reason, this virus is just going to kick our butts forever,
1: aren't you? I do. I really do. Yeah. I think that. I think we've shown. I don't know exactly the numbers on this, but my intuition and a very small amount of data that I have mm-hmm. says that there is basically, like, if you hire someone and they work from home they will get basically the same amount of stuff done as if they were working from a different building and the but and what I build off of that on unless you have an objection
0: my objection is that I personally don't like working from home but I probably do get about the same amount done as working from a, an office right
1: and i think it's like it's basically middle management being like but that makes our job irrelevant and like everyone goes hmm and kind of leaves it at that
0: at some point i i do want uh a a merlin man office that's obscenely close to my home but that i can go to and be like mm-hmm. I am in a different place now partially okay wait this is <laughs> it's all it's all tying together I'm not editing the vlog because I get done with work and I'm like I don't want to sit at my desk because that's my work desk so then I go into like the bedroom but there's not a place where I can edit the vlog in the bedroom and so then I'm not editing the vlog mm, okay and tangent
1: so you need a co-working space
0: I need a co-working space that I
1: exclusively use yeah that is like that you can hyperloop to in a a single person pod Uh,
0: i mean i could could take my robot cargo cargo bike to that would also work
1: as long as you're not coming into contact with anyone right because you know you're working from home (sighs) how you doing there liz i'm okay To be honest, Zach, I feel hopeless. I feel like nothing will ever get better, and we will be stuck in a cycle of people doing stupid things forever. Okay. And more than that, I I shouldn't say people doing stupid things. I mean... It's all just so the same, like everything, like we just are bad to people faster now. Like the technology, it isn't like we're not using the technology to help people. We're using the technology to make their lives worse faster. Right. that's, That's my sentiment. And it doesn't seem to stop because the systems that we rely on to live are the same ones that are oppressing everyone? Yes, and it's almost—it's like it's no one's fault. Like, for example, a doctor does not want uh, healthcare to be the way it is. Okay, but like that—that that doc just because the doctor is working in a system that is bad. Mm-hmm. does not make that doctor bad. The doctor's trying to help people. Right. But the system that they're working in uh, makes it so that... It's just... I can go on a whole rant about healthcare, but that's not the point. <laughs> so it's like... My point was that it's no one's fault. Like, you can't... Uh, not No single person's fault. You can't say, you made it like this, you can change it. And you can't even you can't really even say that to like the president or something like you can fix this you can make this all better because he can't really he can make it mm-hmm. a bit better but he can't make it all better right it's it, it just it, i feel very hopeless about it And that concludes Blockchain Squad. Boom! <laughs> I don't, th- th-
0: this topic is like two, two sentences long. I don't like when you try and open something in a new tab. And it's like, did you mean JavaScript void zero? Um, or alternatively, about colon blank? Because both of those are nasty. Um, just play nice with the web if you're a web app. It's... Like it's... Agree. It feels like when an Electron app doesn't do something in macOS and you're like, okay, every app that's made for macOS does this thing. And it's like, I'm an Electron app. I don't understand. And you're like, all right, well, whatever. I I get it. But, But if it's a web app, then it's made for the web and it should be web native. And so if you try and right click something and it's like JavaScript void zero, you're like,
1: bruh. Bra. we have I don't know. We have web standards. Right. Just follow them. Right. You know how users want to interact with a website. Right. And that is not separate from the way that quote power users want want to use it by, you know, right clicking and opening in a new tab. Hmm. they can both exist and they do exist in a lot of websites but you are lazy and don't want to is it even laziness or is it just like not caring uh, yeah not caring um the fact
0: that a lot of times for example i've been dealing with um some angular stuff at work and angular if you make a button in one way it does the about colon blank thing and if you make it a button inside of an anchor tag then it'll do like an actual new tab Mm -hmm. and so if you're like i'm i just want to make a button right then it it'll be like you got it here's a button and when you click on the button it does what you want also it calls a method give me a second i need to like process this in a way that isn't just screaming (laughs) it calls a method with the x y coordinates of your mouse when you clicked and that method figures out which on click method you want to call you're fucking
1: with me no You know how I said that we have the technology to automate 80% of jobs? Uh Uh-huh. I retract that. Uh, We can't even figure out how to make a website load right. All programming is impossible. It's just
0: that Rust enforces that at compile time.
1: Speaking of cool tech, that works well. Yes. (sighs) Okay, so... I am getting laser hair removal. That's a thing I'm doing. For no reason whatsoever, I just think it's cool.
0: Just to see, like, how it works?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. One, one nice, up-close and personal experience. Uh-huh. And, uh, I went in for a consult and the, the woman I talked to was very nice and uh, she gave me like a little blurb about how it works and i was like okay uh just like for my own for my own like curiosity uh w- how does it like actually work cuz you just kind of said a bunch of buzzwords <laughs> i didn't say that last part <laughs> that's, uh, that's what i was thinking and uh-huh. she said and she said something along the lines of like well, you see, the laser is actually attracted to the uh, follicles. It's like drawn to the follicles. And then it, uh, it lasers the, the follicles so they don't grow back. And I'm like, okay. I so, have
0: so many questions.
1: <laughs> I have a lot of questions too. But uh, basically what I gathered from that was that I'm not going to get any actual information out of her. Um, which is fine. It's not her job to know exactly how the machines work. Uh-huh, her job is to get me to pay the money, <laughs> which I did, but I did my my own googling, and uh I would like to present it here okay there's this thing it's a molecule called melanin, and it is super good at turning ultraviolet in particular, but also all visible but but all light, basically. Not all mm-hmm. of it, but like within a certain frequency right, uh, which includes visible light it it turns that into heat energy, okay, and melanin uh also exists in your hair follicles, and that's what gives your hair its color, how much melanin you have in huh. in those cells, okay um. It's the same stuff that gives you a tan, or that makes it makes your skin dark or light. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, for a light skin person, if you get a tan, uh, that's just your body compensating with more melanin so that it doesn't get burned again. Right. So, what the laser does is take some infrared and very, very red, uh, but visible light, Mm -hmm. and shoots it with high intensity at a small space, maybe about the size of a quarter, usually. Um, And then uh, the hair, if the treatment's actually going to work, uh, will have more melanin, and therefore appears darker, and will absorb more of that large wavelength light. Okay. Okay. Uh, and because it's absorbing so much more light, the hair will be convert. The light will be converted to heat energy, and uh-huh. the water in those cells will turn to water vapor. Okay, which of course will destroy those cells. Right. Now the difference between laser and plucking the hair. Uh, burning it like that causes the proteins in the surrounding germ cells to denature. And those germ cells are the things that actually regrow the hair follicle. Huh. So those germ cells are still existing there, but their proteins are all out of whack. Um, they get broken apart and uh, are no longer able to grow more hair from that follicle. And eventually, that follicle just grows out with nothing else, with nothing to replace it okay and that's how laser hair removal works um it works best for fair skin and dark hair right and it w- doesn't work on dark skin and light hair interesting that like that makes sense but i never knew that really Mm-hmm. so yeah that's that was just to satisfy my curiosity and um they it's actually a really cool process um they, uh, I've had one treatment and it takes a couple, uh, mm-hmm. usually, uh, the, depending on the hair, it can take, uh, from like two to 10 sessions. Okay. So I have blonde hair, so it's going to take probably on the upper range of that. Right. Um, and the, so the laser, they... They laser you. It makes like a cracking sound. I imagine that's like some amount of energy. Turning electricity into light is at that such a high intensity, I imagine takes a lot of energy and not all that energy can be actually converted into light. So some of it goes into sound. Mm -hmm. Um, And then so it does tap 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 and then it shoots you with a blast of really cold air. So that your skin doesn't burn. Hmm. The tap 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 being the laser? Yeah, so it it just does a flash of light and then resets and does a flash and then does another flash. Um and that's so that if they did it like continuously, that heat energy would go beyond the just the germ cells that create the follicle. Mm-hmm and uh it would burn your skin
0: which is not the goal no not the goal
1: cool yeah
0: i am astounded that we just like figured that out
1: yeah which and it's actually and i'm stealing this this part from veritasium but uh i mm. want to mention it because it's interesting it's kind of ironic that like we use melanin to do the laser hair removal because of its heat like it's uh conversion properties the light to heat conversion Mm -hmm. because like it's supposed to do the opposite it's supposed to like protect things from light but we're using it to destroy things with light right how many people do you think have
0: tried it at home with like their own just like a
1: a store laser. There are like home laser hair removal devices. Huh. Um, my understanding is that they they definitely don't work on anything but super fair skin, um, and they can be like they they're underpowered as. Because of, like, safety concerns for consumers. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of the time, it'll thin hair, but it won't completely remove it. Or it'll remove it for a period of time, but it won't. It'll be more, like, waxing than um, actual destroying of germ cells. Okay. That's what I've heard. Um, I did look into it, though. Mm Mm-hmm. You could get those, like, big a- like,
0: pretend that it's daytime at night <laughs> yeah. LED arrays. Mm-hmm. Could you get one of those in red and just, like, you know,
1: <laughs> boom boom at your leg? <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly not sure, like, how much, how intense you need that laser to be. Uh-huh. It... I know... It's a lot, because, like, like if it can give you a sunburn in a fraction of a second, that's a lot of light. Yeah. I also don't really know how lasers work. Like, I, I know it's, like, light, but, like, how do you, like... How do you get a giant LED array down to something the size of a quarter and keep all that intensity? Mm -hmm.
0: I definitely have looked at the Wikipedia page for how do LEDs work Um, and remember none of it because I don't think I had a physics background at that point. (laughs) And now, a disambiguation from the worrying bugs. PSL may refer to... Pakistan Super League. A 2020 Cricket League in Pakistan. Premier Squash League, a professional squash competition in England. Portable Standard Lisp. I'm guessing it's some sort of computer language. Probabilistic Soft Logic. They really don't have descriptions for the computer ones. The Party for Socialism and Liberation, an American political party. Pumpkin Spice Latte, a flavor of latte. This has been a disambiguation from the Worrying Bugs.
1: Okay, Jared, if you want to tell us how lasers
0: work... Or if you already own the patent for the Time Cube, please reach out to us. Uh, You can find me on Twitter. I'm at...